Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Listening to the We Can't Wrestle Podcast. Now it's time for our host, Nate Maxson. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the We Can't Wrestle Podcast. Nate Maxson here with you, along with my brother Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Kyle Army is here. Hi. And. Archie know, Mitchell has returned to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. You know, Nate Max. We let him out of the box. Yeah, the next time you put me in a damn Big Lots box and ship me off, it better be to somewhere I can get a damn Elite or Basic. For <laughs> for poor Archie. You got put like, in a Big Lot box and shipped off. You you wound up at your destination uh, damaged. Yes, I did. <laughs> for... for uh, for Archie, it was like being part of that scene in Seven. He just heard people outside going, "What's in the box?" No, I felt What's like in the, the box. I felt like the Spirit Squad when they got boxed up and put the sticker go back to OVW. I was like, "What the fuck did I do?" <laughs> I mean, you know what? This is funny. For all those people who are collectors, they go to Walmart and like they have the fucking pallets of the toys and everything else. I mean, unpacked. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> they open, but here's the I open, like I'm the kind that I'll look through the palette and I'll see what's on it. Mattel toy, uh, Playhouse, Mattel, uh, uh, you know Fisher Price. She never says WWE. Other people go there and they find the biggest WWE box they can find. Archie, I find Fisher Price. Archie and Aaron, you can both Archie because he's a big toy hunter. Hey, yes. check out Toy Hunting with Archie Mitchell, by the way. Well, the season finale dropped today, Nate, so they're kind of late if they check it out. And now. Aaron, who is a toy stumbler. Like, I just stumble <laughs> yes. Well, I was going to say, Archie, because he's the hunter, and Aaron and I, because we work retail, so <clears throat> we get the box before it hits the floor. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we know. <laughs> There's no that, more in the back. We know. We yes. Know, odds are. No, but is it or is it not the odds that when you open a box of elites, you're going to get a double of either AJ Styles or Seth Rollins. Oh, God. Every time, it's always, there's a double of AJ Styles or Seth Rollins in there. And then there's just some John Cena in there. It's like, what the fuck, man? Right. <laughs> I didn't even know they made another John Cena. What is this? The, the Cena figures, they just, it's the same jorts every time. They just put a different hat on him. Um, but, yeah. It's... They all look like Jim Varney now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Ernest Goes to Camp is one of the funniest movies ever made. Oh no, I'm not knocking it. The I'm running, the running, joke, the running, the running, the running, looks like Jim Varney now. 
the running joke with the fucking golf cart in that movie is so funny. Uh, every once in a while, that golf cart just goes by on the screen. Oh, man. that That's my life at work, man. I'll be working. And a golf and cart we, goes by? No. <laughs> they have this automatic or, scrubber oh, that... Oh, I was going to say, and a mark cart goes by. <laughs> no, they have this automatic scrubber that just does its thing. You program it, and it just goes. Oh, it's one of those big compute, the, the robot things that go through the store? Yeah. Like so you'll room. be working, and then it'll just... Uh, it'll go through... <laughs> And if you're standing there and it's going there and you're like looking at something, it'll stop and go and get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Me and Aaron used to work together at, at a certain place and we decided that it would be fun. I worked there and Kyle just showed up. Somehow <laughs> <laughs> um, I worked there for five years and didn't really. Do I shit. worked there fifteen, so there you go. I didn't do shit for five years. <laughs> they fucking promoted me. Did they pay you? Yeah, they paid me. They that's that's said, all oh, that matters. They're gonna make you a supervisor over people. I was like, sure. Are you sure? <laughs> No, uh, I don't have to be a working manager, too. Hey, <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> I didn't. And I, I'm on. I'm on one tonight, guys. That's great. <laughs> but no, me and Aaron decided it'd be funny to do the Ric Flair woo, like every time we pass each other. And before long, everybody started doing it. <laughs> they were. Like the store manager would like open up his door and be like, "The fuck is with the woo?" <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, hey, welcome to the We Can't Wrestle podcast, the latest edition here. My compadres are here with me, and this week we are going to discuss Saturday night's main event from March 11th, 1989. And we look did like we... the Shady Bunch right now. <laughs> we do. Did, we really did we, do. Did we or did we not all enjoy what was probably our childhood? You know, I mean, this is 1989 is the best year of professional wrestling history. 1997 is, but 89 is pretty damn close. Oh, is there no theme in this world that brings as much joy as the second theme? Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking close, if 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 not the best. Oh, when fun. when I was a kid, 9, 10, 11 years old, and I would see that they preempted Saturday Night Live and the Saturday Night Main Event logo would come on. I would run around the house like it was Christmas because <laughs> it was like, yes, we get wrestling. Yes. And my mom would be like, well, all right, it's a weekend. Stay up, do what you want. And then right. I'd be able, you know, so. It was, it well, was. My a, favorite 80s scene was Mr. Belvedere, but that's okay. I, I like Mr. Belvedere too. You drop kick your jacket when you walk through the door. The door. It no even, one cares. no one cares. It even ties to, <laughs> it even ties to wrestling. See, you drop right. kick your jacket. But before and we do Bob that. Uger was in there. Anyone that Bob the Uke, anybody that listens to this show knows that uh, I have, I have, I, I'm I'm a humble man. I don't have passionate opinions about many things. No, um, but uh, one thing <laughs> I, I I have to get passionate this week because I want to say anybody that's in our Facebook group saw I posted earlier this week. I have to say real quick on this show officially, fuck Joey Ryan. Yes, and I hope I hope that Joey Ryan. Um, gets hit by a car. Um, and I hope it's going very fast. Um, and and I hope that both of his legs are broken. 
And and when those legs are broken, I hope that they when when he when they put him in the ambulance, I hope that the ambulance. I'm sorry for the ambulance driver, but I hope the ambulance okay. also gets hit by a truck. He jumped out. He jumped and, out. Okay, good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad Herb is okay. He's, and he's I hope. Yes. And the the ambulance rolls down a hill of some sort. Maybe Nate. I don't want it to explode. No. Nate. I, Nate. I, I, Nate. Yes. Hold on. I'd like a herd of apes. You're holding back. Just tell us how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) I'd I'd like a herd of apes then to show up and anally rape Mr. Ryan um, to where he gets syphilis in his eyeballs. I don't know how that's going to work, but syphilis in the eyeballs just sounds terrible. If it's an ape, it might be able to be done. We can get, you know, how it works out. (laughs) I just want Joey Ryan. Fuck that guy. I just want, I just want Joey Ryan to get a non-fatal STD. No, no, that's not good enough. And I'm not done with my rant yet. This fucking guy has the audacity. Yep. Has the audacity. You know, I have, I have, I have a wife and I have a daughter and I take sexual fucking harassment very seriously. Yes, sir. And, and this guy has the audacity. And I I had some people when I made my post say something of, wasn't he proven innocent? No, he wasn't proven innocent because if you, I want you to go back to the tweets that he made in early June when he was, or late June when he was first accused of this shit. He, he all but admitted it. Yes, right. he all but admitted it. And now he is suing his accusers, accusers yep. for lost. What lost income? First of all, you fucking no, you're not even a good wrestler. I mean, the guy never, he's never, has anybody ever seen anything the guy's done in the ring or anything that's I've, ever been I've, remotely yes, impressive? I've, I've watched a few Joey Ryan matches on Impact, not by choice, because I was watching Impact. Mm. And his main gimmick is touch my dick. Yes. And apparently that was his main fucking gimmick in the locker room, too. Yes. <sighs> so, well, I got no. that off my chest. Now I'll let you guys talk. Sorry. Don't worry, because no, <laughs> I'm I'm probably going to do the same thing on sixty minutes or less this week. That was a plan because it's one well, of the quick hits. Normally, you it's guys bad. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Nate decide. Normally, at the end of the shows, I like to rant to sign us off. Would you like my rant now, or would you like my rant? Then? Go for it. Rant Go away, it. my friend. Okay, that, we'll get the rants out of the way and have the good time at the end. Right. Here's my fucking problem with this is that every single fucking hashtag movement we've had has been fucking just tossed away for the next cool one. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter, fucking Me Too, and now the one I thought that maybe would carry some fucking steam to save our children, save the children, has been fucking cast aside because it's not fucking cool anymore. Here's the thing. I'm going to say right now, if any of you motherfuckers out there listening... Are one of those dudes that thinks it's cool to touch a fucking child or fucking touch a woman? If you're the kind of guy who sits there and gets a woman drunk intentionally to take her home and take advantage of her, you are a worthless piece of shit. And so mm-hmm. help God, if I ever fucking see you in the fucking out in the streets, you got a fucking ass whooping coming at the hands of me. I oh yeah, it. Oh yeah, Especially because you are a, a child. Fucking, you are a piece of shit. You're a fucking piece. I just don't understand how a grown-ass man, Joey Ryan's in his 30s, he's not exactly a young man. You know, Sammy Guevara, when he said what he said about Sasha Banks, he Mm -hmm. was a teenager, he was an idiot. 
But even then, it still doesn't mean that he, he was right, and I hate the guy for it. But Joey Ryan's a grown-ass man, and if you get your jollies by bothering underage girls because they came to you and said, I'm a wrestling fan, I like what you did in the ring, that doesn't mean that you should be able to take advantage of them, and that's no. horrible. I have two teenage daughters, and if I ever knew that someone touched them in the wrong way, I don't care who that person is, I would pummel them to the ground till I went to prison for life. Well, and your your fellow your fellow co-hosts would travel from Ohio to come help you, Archie. Yeah. <laughs> Archie knows, Nate knows, Aaron knows. How many of these fucking meet and greets have you guys done? Yep. And how many of those fucking people have ever fucking taken advantage of the fact nope, that they're not one of them. talking to their fans? Not a single goddamn one. Nope. That right there shows you. I don't know why we've gotten to this world of disrespect where people don't fucking care about others, but, but here's then, a story for you. The other day I was out on the motorcycle. Okay. For all you guys you know, what happens when you see a funeral drive by? You slow down. You stop. Yeah, well, you don't, yeah, stop. You stop so you don't make noise. You feel stop. good because you're not in it. Well, that's fine. <laughs> but you stop and you fucking pull over and you show them respect. Yep. I had this fucking 18-year-old kid fucking get pissed and rev his engine and fly around and almost hit me. And I fucking down and I got off the bike and I fucking got in his face. And boy, he fucking changed his tune real quick. Oh yeah. I don't take disrespect lightly. I I just don't understand though. Okay, you were accused. You apologized to your accusers and said that what you did was wrong and you understand the companies that said they no longer wish to work with you. And now you want to sue these women. For a million dollars, because you lost twenty thousand dollars a month in income. It, it, and I'll, I, I want to <clears throat> just in case, just in case anyone is wondering, um, just an excerpt, just an excerpt from I, <laughs> I had his shit up here. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm never going to come into a battle on our. Nope. Nope. Um. Da da da. So blah 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 blah. Your fucking uh, fake. Apology. So instead, I would like to take this opportunity to publicly share some parts of my private life with everyone. It is not a part of my life that I am proud of, but taking responsibility is important. Today, I must take responsibility for the way I behaved in the past, and I will do and I will do that right now. As I am sure you all are aware, several years ago and all in a short period of time, a lot of things changed in my life. The dick flip went viral. I started traveling the world and living a rock and roll lifestyle, rock and roll lifestyle, whatever. Mm -hmm. I came into contact with a lot of people, including women. And the truth is I did not always treat people with respect. And I will acknowledge that it was possible that I pursued people I thought were interested in me and invaded their personal space and made them feel uncomfortable in the process. So no, anyone that asked me, didn't he get proven innocent, et cetera, et cetera. Those are his fucking words. And he's a dirtbag. And I, I just, I, I, when I saw, when I saw that he was suing his accusers, man, I don't go through Kyle. You've known me for years. Archie, you know me. I'm not, I'm yep. a mild mannered guy. Yep. I am laid back. I get along with everybody. But when I saw that, I went through the fucking roof. Exactly. Here's the thing. Look, I'm not going to sit here and claim I'm the toughest motherfucker in this world, but I'm going to say this. I doubt that Joey Ryan's fucking listening to this, will ever listen to our podcast, but if anybody knows him and likes to forward this to him, please go please, ahead. Please. Because here's the thing. I guarantee you, Joey Ryan, I'd love to have five minutes alone with you. Whether oh, without be, a doubt. 
fucking cage, and I guarantee you, buddy, the only dick grabbing that's going to do is me grabbing your fucking dick, cutting it off, fucking deep frying it, shoving it down your goddamn throat, you worthless piece of shit. Piece of shit. I, motherfucker. God, I, I, <laughs> God, there is a hell, because, buddy, I'm telling you what. Oh, he's, yeah, he's got, got a front row seat. <laughs> he's got a front row seat. All right, that's enough of that trash bag. Yep. <laughs> I just wanted to get that off my chest. Like I said, I don't usually get riled up about things. Listeners know that, but I was riled up about that. I mean, I mean, you know, guys, I crap on Kenny Omega because I don't like him as a wrestler or, or anything, but I'm sure Kenny Omega is a perfectly fine human. I would never attack Kenny Omega as a person. Right. I would only ever – most wrestlers, I'm only ever going to attra- attack them as wrestlers because that's where I'm going to critique them. I'm not going to well, attack I, them as a person. But I put I put Joey Ryan and Aaron – I hope you agree. I put Joey Ryan in the class of like a buxing off at this point or a sweet man, you know, just a piece well, of yeah, shit. I, I hope bag. Joey Ryan dies. <laughs> No, see, here's the thing of it. I've no, said that, this, that's the end of it. I hope Joey I've, Ryan dies. I've said this about John Cena for years. I don't like John Cena the wrestler, but John Cena the person is awesome. Mm-hmm. Everything he does for charity, everything he does for children, everything he does for people outside of the wrestling community makes me love John Cena. He's actually a really cool guy. But for some reason, when he puts on the jorts and the T-shirt and the hat, I, it's boring for me. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean I don't. I, again, I will never attack him as a person. I'll attack him as, on his as, on his wrestling. Joey Ryan is a shitty wrestler and a garbage human being. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to respect him on any level. Even Absolutely. If this even if this wouldn't have happened, he would have been a a a twenty years too late Val Venus ripoff who was you know resting on his laurels. And so. here's look. I'm going to sit here and say this, and I know it might be controversial, and it might rub people the wrong way, but in my opinion, Joey Ryan beats Chris Benoit. I agree. Because at least Chris Benoit had the fucking brain of an 85-year-old Alzheimer's patient. Right. Tapioca. Yeah, apparently he sent to kill himself. <laughs> right. He didn't kill his wife and his child and then stay alive. Right. Fucking Joey Ryan is doing this shit out of sound mind. He knows what. He's Sorry, doing. Nate. <laughs> no, that's no. He I was just about to say. Out I mean, I, I think I'm gonna. I, I, no, I'm not going to. I think I'm gonna entitle this episode "Joey Ryan, Please Kill Yourself." <laughs> oh my god! Featuring Saturday Night's Main Event. Featuring yeah, no, <laughs> Saturday, Saturday Night's Main Event. Saturday Night's Main Event. The Joey Ryan <laughs> featuring Saturday Night's Main Event. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know what? Dear Joey Ryan, kill yourself. Miss, Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. During the Saturday's main event, Miss Elizabeth had the hardest decision of a lifetime. Joey, the easiest decision of a lifetime. No, no, no. You just turned the show off now. <laughs> Joey Ryan, please kill yourself. Here's the featuring Saturday. <laughs> oh man. One of them being my step grandmother, and that's horrible. Look at the woman, but no, Joey Ryan. If you do kill yourself, please, by all means, from us, I'm gonna come personally piss on your grave. No, how would he do it? How would he do it though? Hmm. Hanging, do it. 
hanging. With like his dainty socks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So, we have a show to do. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what we'll do? We'll take our break. We usually we usually do our opening segment, and then take our break, have our main. Oh, event. that fucking shit! Fucking Archie, that shit popped. Yeah, yeah. Archie, <laughs> man. I thought I was gonna. I thought that I was, was gonna so be funny. the. I thought I was gonna be the star of the show this week, but Archie. That was so funny. In, I had to come back with a bang. You sent in me with a clinch. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> Archie's revenge. <laughs> We'll take a break, we'll come back, we'll do our cheap plugs, and then we are going to cover the March 11th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event from 1989. Archie, good pull on this one. I really enjoyed this show. Stack card. Yes, Stack sir. Card. And we... Lots... Isn't a sleazy motherfucker. <laughs> lots to discuss, and we'll be right back with the Weekend Wrestle Podcast. All right, wrestling fans, we are back on. (laughs) We are back on the We Can't Wrestle podcast, episode one hundred and eight, and we are about to talk about Saturday night's main event, March eleventh, nineteen eighty nine. But before we do, I want to encourage each and every one of you to listen to what I think is the newest, hottest podcast in the wrestling podcast business and that is the 2300 pod yes every week aaron chad austin from ecw and myself review a new episode of ecw starting from the very beginning and let me tell you folks you may have you may have romanticized ecw you may have those fond those fond butterflies in your stomach for ECW, but these first episodes we are running through right now are 93 pretty, is pretty rough. Pretty rough, but <laughs> there's Stevie Wonderful. There's Jay awkward, Sully. Awkward. There, I, call him, I call him hostage video Jay Sully. Don't forget <laughs> about the Sam question Manning. mark Jay Sully. There's fucking the Cosmic Commander. It's pretty rough. Don't, don't forget about Sandman in a wetsuit. In a, a wetsuit, yes. As a surfer. <laughs> and the star of the show, Salvatore Balomo. <laughs> but check it out. Man. Check it out this week. It is uh, episode four of the 2300 pod. Um, it's the TCB taking care of business, brother, episode. And if you want to know what that means, watch it. Watch it. Listen to the show. Watch the episode. It's from April 27th, 1993 of ECW, WWE Network, YouTube, but you will definitely enjoy the show. Chad is, of course, obviously an alumni of ECW. Knows a lot yep. of the guys we're watching on the TV show at the, as we're watching it. And uh, I think this show is going to be huge. And we want to thank we want to thank everybody. Huge. We want to thank everybody who's here on the gr- ground floor of the twenty three hundred pod. You know, and go ahead, Kyle. Name, my baloney What's has that? a first. Your baloney. S A V Del R. <laughs> I was about to ask if anybody else had any cheap plugs. Kyle did a cheap Kyle, Kyle did a cheap plug for his baloney, so you're out. You you've I'm done your cheap single. plug. You ruined our only cheap plug oh. on your baloney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that leaves it to me then, ladies and gentlemen. Every Sunday night, 
Kyle's Kyle's shoved his cheap baloney into a lot of things. <laughs> why it's cheap? That's why exactly. <laughs> if it, if it, if it was expensive, like was expensive, he couldn't cheap. use it that much. It's cheap because it's tiny. Oh my god! Yeah. Every Sunday here on the Weekend Wrestling Podcast <laughs> Facebook group, Kyle Army and I do sixty minutes or less or more. <laughs> <laughs> You know what the great thing about small wiener is? I'm almost a lesbian, so <laughs> lesbian. I I was getting a KD Lang vibe from you lately, so I wasn't <laughs> sure. A constant craving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so join us for 60 minutes or less. Kyle and I, sometimes Nate jumps on. Uh, we talk about the week's word of wrestling. This week we'll be handling uh, Monday Night Raw through Friday Night SmackDown. Are you Monday guys going to talk Friday about, night. hey. Yes. Can I, yes. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. No, I was no. Sorry. no, go ahead. I was going to try to watch mm-hmm. some WWE, but then I saw Randy Orton putting on night vision <laughs> goggles. Now, see, you didn't like that part. And I, I just said, fuck it. I'm done. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. As well as they did for Clash of Champions, boy, they dropped the fucking ball. Raw was bad. Raw was bad. We'll get to that. We'll get to it on 60 minutes or less. But um, also join the asylum. Uh, We've got, uh, after this airs, we've already been past our um, life and time of Road Warrior Animal. We're going to celebrate our fallen brother who passed away last week. But that being said, that, that being said, you can join the asylum and still go yes. back and, and view that. Yes, so. you can. And if you want to check out the podcast, which Nate will probably have up by next week, you can listen to it if you don't want to watch it. Uh, next weekend, we have Aiden English. We also have Arn Anderson, Demolition, and uh, Scott Hall coming up. Terry Runnels coming up, but please don't mention New Jack. Um, <laughs> Mark my word. I said it. I said it on 60 Minutes or Less, and I mean it. I'm getting Arn Anderson to say that Aaron Maxson's list. I promise you it will be said. What are you going to say? I'm going to have, I'm gonna have Arn Anderson tell you that your list sucked. <laughs> oh, Arn Anderson is a man of... Hey, Kyle. A yeah. man of honesty I, and integrity, and he would never say that. I also he's not a liar. I also want you to have Arn Anderson say, Aaron Maxson, I don't know you. <laughs> but I love you. But I love you. <laughs> and I will say this also, Archie mentioned uh, two guys that I want to put over for the virtual asylum. I don't know asylum. why there's so much hate. But to put over for the virtual asylum. Have I ever oh, projected gosh. hate towards anybody? Yes. Kyle. Now, but, <laughs> go ahead, Archie. I'm projecting hate towards Kyle. I'm going to point you to. Have I ever projected hate towards anybody that didn't deserve it? You hated on Kyle's baloney three minutes. Have I ever projected hate against anybody that didn't deserve it? (laughs) (laughs) Poor fucking baloney. Okay, listen. <laughs> back to, back on topic. I want to I want to put over something for the the virtual asylums coming up in the future, and not to demean any, and not to diminish any of the future ones coming up. But Aaron will attest. Kyle's only fan behind him. Aaron will attest to this. 
guys, you have to, you have to do a virtual asylum with demolition. Definitely. Um, when I met, when I met Bill Eady and, and Barry Darso, number one, they were two of the cool. It was so funny. Aaron or either Aaron or I, or maybe both of us had on our, we can't wrestle t-shirts and Barry Darso's like, we can't wrestle. What's that about? Oh, fuck, that's a, like, like he, fuck at, first, that at first he didn't want to, like it was, some, he thought it was something demeaning. And then we right. explained to him, it's our podcast and we call it that because we're not workers. So we can't wrestle. Oh, and then it was, we were cool then. Right. I will tell you this guys, demolition acts, Bill Edie, uh, down to earth. Um, he, he spent what Aaron, like at least 10 minutes with us. Just yeah, discussing. He, he, a- he asked, he said, where are you guys from? And I said, we're from Van Wert. And he knew where the fuck that was. <laughs> I mean, he had never been there. Half the time, we don't even know where that is. He had never been there, but he knew where it was and talked about it and explained that, like, he was, like, a teacher in that area. Wow. And, wow. yeah, yeah. The dude was. Uh, if I, I, I'm not gonna take it off my wall because I have a, I have it hung and up. The, and he, this, he and my is magazine. A, this and, is an and, audio show anyway, so they can't. See it. <laughs> well, Kyle's got his black ass up here right now. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's but, <laughs> but yeah, demolition was cool as shit, man. So most definitely check that out and any of the virtual asylums. If you want to meet your favorite superstars of professional wrestling, Um, we have not had a guest yet that has been unaccommodating um, that has rushed any of the fans. Everything is, is copacetic and it's been a really good time and a great experience for not only the fans, but the wrestlers who right now need that source of income with, with with the lockdowns and the, the, you know, the, the social distancing and all that garbage and, just something that um, that I think is is a good thing for everybody involved, the fans and the wrestlers alike. So ch- definitely check out the asylum. I I've hacked David Gold, and I don't know why. I think we have to sign a petition here in the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Uh, I urge you guys to ask David Gold in the asylum that Nate and I are both admin on to get Terry Funk, Shane Douglas, and Sonny in the virtual asylum. Well, Sonny may have to come in live from prison, but I'm sure we <laughs> hey, can get her a webcam in there. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they got. I'm sure they got the Zoom in the prison. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> but yes, definitely, ladies and gentlemen, check out the Virtual Asylum, and let's not forget World Championship Customs. Yes, and the Nerd Closet. And the Nerd Closet, and if you are, as Aaron would say, if you are not a member of the We Can't Wrestle face, oh. Yeah, the We Can't Wrestle Facebook page. Um, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? And those of you that don't know or don't care or haven't been paying attention or didn't listen to my little blurb on uh, on 60 Minutes or Less this past weekend, the reason you haven't seen me live is because I caught myself a little bit of a, a ban yes. for a month because apparently I'm an evil, evil person. But anyway, haven't been able to go live. Well, coming up in the next week or so, I'm going live. And there will probably be some We Can't Shuffle. And also in the group, we are going to have a uh, we're going to have a contest, and we're going to get that group to 400 members. Yes. And if yeah. we get that group, if we get the We Can't Wrestle Facebook group to 400 members, one of the prizes that I have to offer, the 
Dave and of would... course, of course, I'll let Archie run the randomizer for me because that's your gimmick, Archie. You're the randomizer. Um, my dick in a box. But it's going to be. I actually have that's one a of the presents. Yes, <laughs> I have a replica Ring of Honor World Television Championship belt that I'm willing to give away to one of our members if we can hit 400 members. And and when I announce the contest, we'll get the parameters and everything. But just to let everybody know, that's coming up. If you listen to the show and you're not a member. Or if you listen to the show and you are a member, invite somebody. Right. You'll also so. with me, and I promise you can order. Uh, not uh, you don't have to get off the dollar menu at McDonald's. I'll get you a Big Mac. Don't worry about it. But that's if that's what you so choose. Kyle's going to send you some Mickey D's. You hear what we're saying here, folks? But we, no, uh, we got we got merch too, right? Think of yes. not being able to be live if you have missed him, and on the off chance that he gets. Let's face it; he's probably going to get, you know, banned again. But right, <laughs> find Nate Maxson on the Motley Soup. They just yes, went sir. live. Go him. They were playing Drunken Checkers, Check. and it was fantastic, guys. I, I laughed for an hour straight. If I don't mention that podcast, if we don't mention that podcast, I get worse. I'm not going to get my buffalo chicken dip, and then I'm going to be mad. <laughs> Can I ask a question? What? Not a question. Can I say something real quick about yes, the yeah. We Can't Wrestle podcast? Nate? Yes. Don't we have merch? We sure do. Teespring, teespring.com, We Can't Wrestle podcast. There is merchandise. There is, if you want to be part of Kyle's sleeveless army, there is a sleeveless army t-shirt. There is the Aaron's List is the best t-shirt. And there is, I believe, an Archie Mitchell it might be a figure hunting T-shirt. I don't know. Actually, my beautiful wife and co-host of the Motley Soup designs these shirts. If she you, designs if, these shirts. She so, came up with a shirt for me. Uh, we're working on it. Yes, tell, we're working tell, on tell it. Kindle, I said you thank you, and that it, is well, I appreciate that. And if you people, if you if, if you discuss buckets, get on there and order a shirt. When you order the shirt, and you. And you put your money down. Eventually, in the mail, you get a shirt. <laughs> is is that how it wor- that. that's how it works? Wait a minute. Yeah. Damn it! I, you know what? Hey, uh, <laughs> I, I, that was that was the least well thought out so, pitch so ever. Wait a, wait a minute! I've been clapping my money. It was the greatest pitch shirt. ever. Wait a second. I've no. been sending my money in and not getting anything in return. This sucks. You're doing it wrong. I know. But thank bad. you. Bad. I am yes. somewhat east. People don't know this, but I am. I have an idea. I want to. I want to make you a logo for the mm-hmm. toy. Going to be a picture of you, a cartoon of you, a character with a safari hat. <laughs> Instead of it being grass that you're looking over, it's going to be a pile of. Of AJ Styles. AJ Styles. <laughs> and magnifying glass. I, I love any logo anybody does for me. The one that I have right now was made by Mike Zika. I'll just show it to you guys real quick. If you want to improve on that for season five, go right ahead. I'm, you, you know what? I'm welcome to. And Archie, I'm going to send that to you. I, I will definitely use it when we start season five okay. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, heck yeah. Um, and hopefully, um, hopefully, season five is is 
not as AJ filled for you, or the rest of us, quite frankly. It wasn't that bad of a season. My car broke that I couldn't do the last three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of puts the kibosh on yeah. toy hunting. Yeah. Yeah. My car, my, someone's asking me, like, well, you said your son has a car. I'm like, it's a BMW four-door. I can't get in and out of it that easily. <laughs> They're like, what's the big deal? I'm like, I get in and out of the car 18 times while toy hunting. That's hard. I'm like, right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, shameless plugs are out of the way, and it is time to talk about a moment in time that I really enjoyed. There is very little bad to talk about on this show. I agree. It, oh, I, there's a lot of bad to talk about. Saturday night's main event. We're going to March 11th, 1989. We are in the build-up to WrestleMania, WrestleMania. 5. Yeah. We are we are in the midst of one of the greatest stories the, the WWF ever powers, told. The mega you know, powers just I put that on here. I put here I put here on my list. Sorry guys, I don't want to talk over yet. But you are. Here I am. Um the mega powers explode is in the top five greatest wrestling angles of all time. Oh, definitely. Of all time. Well, and you know, and I talked about it earlier about how like the for Saturday night's main event, like it's so nostalgic. But think about it. Like the theme for the Royal Rumble or the theme for wrestling Survivor series, you just hear like the first beginning of it and you know exactly exactly mm-hmm. what's coming up. And I miss that so much. Absolutely. Because you know, you, you just know what the Royal Rumble theme was. You knew what WrestleMania's theme was. And the show, uh, watching Saturday Night's main event back in the day, like like we were kind of alluding to earlier, you know, it's it was it, it, it was super cool as a kid because you're staying up you're staying up late. Right. Yes, yeah, and it only came around once every three or four months. Right, and, and um, the, you know, if you were that kid that. They couldn't stay up super late because the way they programmed it, like you got to see Hulk Hogan, right, right. The way they programmed it, so I put the, I, I put this at the end of my notes, but since we're kind of elaborating, I don't know what mm-hmm. the fuck Nate just turned into. Don't talk about things that people can't see. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I put this at the end of the notes. I'm gonna say it now. Saturday night's main event is the perfect wrestling show. Mm-hmm. It's, oh yeah. It's an hour and a half with commercials. Mm-hmm. And they have five matches. Four of them matter, one of them doesn't. And it's always the one at the end because that's when everybody's and, and, gone and, to bed. And and they promote two stories throughout the show. Like it, it's it's the perfect fucking show, right? Like every wrestling show should be Saturday Night's main event. And what's crazy about it was not only that, but it also like even if you had just tuned in to Saturday Night's main event, you had an idea of what was going on. Oh yeah, they recapped everything. Mm-hmm. They weren't just dropped in and been like the fuck. Like like the the main story of this show is. Which side is Miss Elizabeth going to be on? Right. Well, and before we get deep into the show, one of the, that's one of the things I want to bring up is like I've discussed on the show numerous times. This is why I think that that even though at the time we all loved living through the Monday Night War Attitude Era, that is what killed wrestling yeah. because 
or what killed we love what we love about wrestling because it became instead of you get to see Hulk Hogan once every you actually wrestle. I mean, he was on you saw Hulk Hogan on every TV show, right? In some form or fashion, but to watch Hulk Hogan wrestle, you had to come watch Saturday Night's main event, or you had to come get the pay per view. Yep. Now, as great as he is, because you guys know, I think Drew McIntyre is fucking fantastic. But he's on every week wrestling. Exactly. I see my champion wrestle every single week. And now TV. apparently he's starting his own open challenge. So that means we get to see the title defended every week. Yes. Which and is it's not ju- how a title should be defended. Exactly. And it just it doesn't have that. Then that's one of the problems that, that the Attitude well, Era brought I, is it, you know, you hot shot I angles. I don't just I'll think that it's, it's the Attitude Era. But also Brock Lesnar brought a black cloud over wrestling of not having the champion on TV for months. So it kind of hurt the product, and now they're trying to give fans what they want, which is the title there. Okay, well, so. well, I I appreciate the fact of the 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 territory days where it was like, ladies and gentlemen, Ric Flair is going to be here on right. 18th, and you do not want to miss the end. even even if he's wrestling Rufus R. Jones, right? <laughs> he's going to get a C, or you're going to get see Andre the Giant's going to be here, right? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, on this on this show, Jesse Ventura and Vince McMahon opened it up. And let me ask you guys this. You got a pick. Gun to your head. Right? Okay. Gun to your head. You got a pick. Okay. Jesse Ventura and Vince McMahon? Or Jesse Ventura? And Gorilla Monsoon. Ventura and Monsoon. Yep. As much as I like Vince, Jesse overpowered Vince. And that's why I like Monsoon, because they were two separate entities. It wasn't just Jesse and then Vince chiming in. I'm going to be the dissenter here. Um... I enjoy I enjoy Vince and Jesse together much more. Not much more. I enjoy Vince and Jesse together more. Um... And I guess the reason for that is that in in the respect of Vince and Jesse, Vince almost let Jesse bust his balls, whereas Gorilla yes. Gorilla would push back. I mean, if I think of Gorilla, I'll, I guess I'll put it this way: if I think of Vince McMahon and a commentating partner, I think of Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura. If I think of Gorilla Monsoon and a commentating partner, I think of Gorilla Heenan. Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Of course. So I give the nod. I give the nod to Vince on this one. You're absolutely right. You changed my mind. I think you're right. right. Yeah, I think you changed my mind too. Okay, so I'm going with with Vince and Jesse then. I'm smart, Nate. You argued (laughs) great. You are Nate. You should have been a lawyer in that regard. You are. I can see Air Bud. Yay! Guys, remember the Jerky Boys. I can break two of my friends. I can break two of my friends. Yay! Jerky Boys, baby. (laughs) Crank Yankers. Crank. Well, that was Jerky Boys. Yeah, that was Jerky Boys. Crank right. Yankers. Crank Yankers was the... Crank Yankers was double the... It. That's what that was. What? Double it. Yeah, double it. <laughs> that was my favorite one. You guys remember Crank Yankers? Yes. <laughs> Not to get on a tirade, but Crank Yankers, they had this guy, and, and, and he would want a painting of himself <laughs> on anything, and... It, it, it wouldn't even be a painting. It would just be anything. Like he would be like this. He'd be like Archie, like he'd call. 
Archie. Hello. Yes. How much will you charge me to mow my 40 yard lawn? $500. Double it. Didn't that show have puppets? Yes. Yeah. No matter you know what? what, you know what? No matter what, on that creek, you said it was just like double it. Aaron, Aaron, <laughs> yeah. I have I have to admit you were right. Is it is it crank anchors? Airbud was not Jerky Boys. It was Crank Anchors because once <laughs> once Kyle said puppets, I was like, it was a puppet. Yeah, it was a puppet. <laughs> He's like, I can bring Airbud. Yeah, and they'd call Airbud. You got Airbud theater. <laughs> and, and he'd be like, hey, hey, how much is the air buy? Like $2. Double. Well, I, have, Double. I, I only have $4. <laughs> I have a friend. That's for us. I can bring one of my friends. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I can see air bud. Okay. So anyway. We start off Saturday night's main event talking about Elizabeth having <laughs> Elizabeth so having to make the decision. Cut that out, please. Having to make the decision of a lifetime. And one of the greatest stories the well, WWE can has I ever say told. my opinion? Yes. Go right ahead. Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura. So we all agree. Yes. I like you. All, you all agree with me. Yes. <clears throat> well, they all agree with me because I wrote it down and I asked the question. <laughs> for, uh, for a very well, – actually, I'll, one of the – one of the things that was a kind of out of the ordinary about this show that I noticed. Did the was, audio suck? Yeah. Back then, the WWF, like Vince was so meticulous about the audio. And him and Jesse sound like they're calling in on a oh, fucking phone. Yeah, everything. All the audio sucks. The music sucks. Vince and yeah, Jesse suck. The, only, the, only the interviewers suck. It's fucking terrible. I was only able to hear Hogan's entrance music. I heard nobody else's entrance music. I was like, did they not use it in 1989? What's going on? I was going to ask you guys, was this, was Saturday Night's main event and stuff, was that like, was it actually, because I can't remember, but was it actually like live or like live to tape or was it? Was it, it was live to tape. It was, it, they, it was basically, they filmed like superstars and challenge and all right. that shit. And then they would film these matches in it. Yeah, the only, the only the only two times it was live was in in and it, that, the only times it was live was on a Friday night actually when right. they did the main event with Hogan and Andre, which was the highest pro highest rated pro wrestling program ever. Yep. And then they did the live one in '90 with Hogan versus Savage with uh, Buster Douglas as the special referee. Yep. Because and those were because the audio like it. It really sounded like that they were like somewhere else. Now, what I will say, Kyle, what I will say is other than the intros of the show, from what I understand, other than the intros of the show, Vince and whoever was with him were doing the commentary live. Really? But the show itself was not live. It didn't sound like it was live. It sounded like it was, you know. No, the audio sounded like it was taped in a goddamn shed. Right. (laughs) So that's why I was asking. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Vince McMahon. That was the way that, you know what I mean? It was like, what? Mm -hmm. So, but aside from the audio, this was the only thing that really upset me before we get into any matches. 
there wasn't a whole lot of finishes in this on this show for oh. a stacked card. Right, oh. right, and I, I, I think, I think that's, I think that can kind of be blamed on the fact that it was the, you know, it was the, 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 the uh, build up to the pay per view show. Right. You know, yeah, it was so, there I mean, go home. Mm-hmm. Right, but, but I mean, like you, you expect Brutus Beefcake to get to be putting over Rick Rude. Right. You know what I mean? And that being our opening match, which was actually great. I, I enjoyed the way Bobby cut that promo for yeah. Rude, and all Rude said was three words and walked off. That's all he had to do. I want to like I was going to say, speaking of puppets, we have the greatest puppet of them all, fucking Bruce Beefcake fighting right. fucking uh, Rick Rude. But Rick so, like, he oh, was on something, man. Yeah, he was spaced <laughs> out. He was spaced <laughs> out. I, well, see. Okay, well, let me ask this. I said I asked you guys this question of you got a gun to the head. You know, you got to pick Vince or Jesse or Gorilla or Jesse. Right. Gun to the head. Right? Uh-huh. Got to pick. Okay. Who Better wrestler? Better promo. Better promo. Better promo. You're all getting shot. Because there's no Brutus. good answer. Well, yeah, I'm sure. It's Brutus Be- <laughs> listen, listen. Brutus Beefcake said in his promo on this fucking show. Bobby Heenan is like a hairdryer. He's full of hot air. <laughs> Brutus Beefcake needs to die. No, hang Stop on. Stop it. No, hold on. <laughs> Because fucking Ultimate Warrior talked about taking the fucking rocket. Well, Ultimate Warrior should die, too, but he's already dead, so oh, thanks. Christ. Look, the fact is that, you know, you can you can shit-talk fucking Bruce Beefcake. And we, trust me, we do, and he's a horrible oh, wrestler. I will shit-talk Bruce Beefcake until but the end of goddamn time. There is, I'm fucking disagree with me that he was not fucking over. Okay, I will. No, he was he was over with the fans. Yes. Oh fuck yeah! And that there was a there was a period of time that everybody in the eighties was on cocaine, and Bruce Beefcake was popular whether, because whether, everybody was on cocaine. Look, if everybody's on cocaine and Bruce Beefcake's on cocaine, then it fucking listen that they're going to understand what he's talking. We about. We can all agree that the period of time Nate is talking about is not when he was the booty man. No, okay. but there, <laughs> there is a period. There was a period of time from from probably between WrestleMania four and WrestleMania six, yep. where you could rank as the most over baby faces in the WWF one one Hulk Hogan, one A Ultimate Warrior, two Jake Roberts, three Brutus Beefcake. No, I, I agree with that. And, and, and I agree. Brutus Beefcake was rank. <laughs> he was rank, and he was over, though. I mean, he sold merchandise. He got Look, pops. Whatever um, he was, whether he was over or not, I'm not they, they I'm, trusted him to be in the ring with Rick Rude and not hurt him. And I'm and, and I'm not. Him over. I'm not in any way saying that Beefcake was over with me, but no. he was over with that crowd. But yeah. what I wanted what I wanted to say just a couple of minutes ago, just to comment on Bruce Beefcake's uh, promo skills was, and I quote, he says he is the official barber of the WWF, not the official barber, 
of the he's WWE. Official. He's the official barber. Fuck <laughs> that guy, man. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I fucking hate him. No, but what this show definitely made me miss, if anything, in wrestling nowadays, Nate, Kyle, Aaron, was hangings. No, no. The, the opening promos before the match. Yes. Having a guy like Mean Gene walking up to them before they got to the ring and going, uh, Rick Rude, your opponent tonight says that he's going to cut and strut, you know, and then you get something from the manager or the wrestler. Mm-hmm. We don't and get that anymore. Mo- well, most importantly, most importantly, well, a minute and 15 second promo. Right. Not, not 20 minutes at the beginning of the show. Why? Fuck. Thanks a lot, Triple H, because Triple H started that shit. Nobody was interrupting Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan like right nowadays. If that would have been nowadays, he would have had four people interrupting him. (laughs) You know? Yes, we can hear you. Mm -hmm. Can you guys hear me? Um, Look, uh, I'm going to say this. Maybe maybe I'm out of line when I say this, but I, I... Like, there's a line that fucking... Bruce Beefcake says that I think is lost today in pro wrestling where he's talking about, he's like, I'm going to add body to Rick Root's hair. And Mean Gene's like, well, how do you do that? He's like, by cutting all the hair off. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. That is Hall of Fame beefcake logic. Yes. But here's the thing, though. Hang on. Let me me finish. Let me give you my full train of thought. But Mm -hmm. here's the thing where it's missed today is he is he is making his promo fit his character. Right. Yes. Whether it's horrible or not, that (laughs) as stupid as it fucking sounds, but but he is at least bringing his, wrapping his promo up and around to what his gimmick is. Right. Parted. So now we come into the Ravishing Rick Rude, Brutus Beefcake matchup. Which uh, obviously Rick Rude involves everybody. Yes, the Rick Rude was the highlight of the match itself. Before it did, though, Aaron, they actually had 15 good minutes of a back and forth classic. They actually no, they didn't. Yes, they did. (laughs) No, they didn't. Rick Rude had 15 minutes of wrestling a drowning fish. (laughs) Well, then Rick Rude made that made that drowning fish look like a million bucks. I like the fact the and I, I like the fact how they use Andre. Yes, because Andre is, is at that point. You know, even though we're still you know a couple of years off from him passing and everything else, right? Like so the fact is, bring him in. Let people see him. Like, right. That's, Let him sit on Brutus Beefcake. Seeing like he's supposed to, <laughs> you know, seeing Andre in this state at this point, uh, and obviously when I was an eleven year old kid or a ten year old kid, I didn't know. We didn't know exactly. Um, and and as time goes on, you know, it, seeing him in this state at this point, looking back on it now, is so sad. Oh, it because is. I mean, if you go back and watch, if you go back and watch Andre before about probably what eighty six, right? Maybe eighty five. And and what got me to watching the old stuff is reading the autobiography or the uh, the autobiography. Yeah, Andre wrote an autobiography this yeah. year. Um, the bi- the biography. Oh. Shut up! I had a beefcake moment. Leave me alone. Um, well, then you're now the official, the official barber of the weekend. <laughs> I'm the official barber. Um, reading the on the new Andre biography that's out. Efficient barber. 
which is <laughs> which is very which is very detailed and it got me to go back and and start looking back at some of his old stuff whatever i can find on youtube from like the yeah. 70s and early 80s that dude could fucking go man mm-hmm. and and now watching what i watched in the 80s as a fan it's it's really sad because and and not that he was an attraction because i i liked watching him like run away from the snake and all that shit that mm-hmm. yeah i know i thought andre the, andre the giant got face shake the snake over more than anybody else oh definitely um so we got jake involved we got big john stud involved um so and big schmoz to end this thing. I'm surprised that the warrior didn't get involved because the warrior was involved in a feud with Andre at this time. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised we didn't get that iconic Ultimate Warrior music and have him help come help the baby faces. But Jake got the, the job done with the snake. Andre jumped over the top rope. And I don't even think they called the match a disqualification. It just got thrown out because of everything that went on. And, well, and they, they announced it. Was a did, they, did they? And it was yeah. Beefcake, right? Right? Beefcake won. Yeah, Beefcake. And I get I, I gave it two stars because of the aftermath. And I also wrote down that Bruce Beefcake is the Forrest Gump of professional wrestling. <laughs> Hulk Hogan was my best good friend. <laughs> like all of- <laughs> Like all of these all of these talented people are around this goddamn waterhead <laughs> that is Brutus Beefcake. Hulk Hogan said that these shoes would take me anywhere in life as long as I went with him. <laughs> I followed him everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, I, I agree with you on the two-star rating, but it wasn't because of Rude or Jake or Andre or John Stubb. Um, and if you look, Nate, I'm sure you noticed this, Kyle, Aaron, I'm sure you guys noticed this too. Look at the flip-flop when John Studd was with Bobby Heenan and they did that $20,000 slam challenge at Mania and now it was Andre the Giant with Bobby Heenan going up against a face John Studd. Look at the mm-hmm. switch that went on there and not many people see that. Well, I and understand that but I, and, and that was cool and that's what I'm saying. Like everything that happened around was great around this match was really good but anytime you put brutus beefcake match it's just nope (laughs) and um to the to the john stud thing they were actually trying to head into that exactly what you said archie a reversal of what happened um with stud and andre before but andre didn't make it five well John Studd, um, <laughs> unfortunately, didn't make it. Well, nope. it wasn't it, at this point. It wasn't that. It was he did not enjoy some of his payoffs, so he told them to go f themselves and right. quit. And uh, then he was replaced on house shows with the Hillbilly Jim. Right. <laughs> so that's that's where that went. What a replacement! At this point. Yeah. Listen, um, Andre, we're taking you from working from with a guy that you could see eye level with to for, the farmer yeah. over there. From all intents and purposes, Hillbilly Jim is a fantastic human being. No, 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 but no I'm not not, not going to be not going to be the draw and attraction that a big John Stud would have been. Maybe Uncle Elmer would have been better, but I don't know. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, 
What was our next match after this? The, the, well, the next the next oh, thing good. we saw the next thing. What? Go ahead, Aaron. I was going to say we didn't see a match. We saw Jesse Ventura, right, interviewing right. Bad News Brown. And Bad News appara- cut a, Wow, what a promo uh, by Bad News Brown. I was going to ask. I just saw a child there. I just want to make sure I wasn't implying this or mentioning this. No. With, Out of turn. Um, apparently, apparently, Bad News Brown is implying that Miss Elizabeth was giving Jack Tunney blowjobs yep. to... Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Well, well, everybody in the locker room. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Who's Jack Tunney? They don't say favor. He was giving... Well, what was she doing? Polishing his shoes, kind of? <laughs> Polishing something. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> she was... She was she was basically sucking Jack Tunney's dick to give the Macho Man a lighter schedule. Wouldn't you? Right. I would not. Can I, as much as right. I like the Macho Man. Now, I'd like. I, I have to interject something. Miss Elizabeth, I ain't sucking Jack Tunney's dick for nothing. <laughs> no, I'm saying if Miss Elizabeth walked in, it's like, hey, Jack Tunney, and you're Jack Tunney, and it's like, I'm gonna suck your dick and give Macho Man some. You'd be like, fucking, fucking. All, all right, make it quick. Make it quick. <laughs> right? I mean, no, but. My snake was devenomized. By, by the way. <laughs> bad, bad news Brown cut a hell of a promo, but I have to say something. Miss Elizabeth at this time was absolutely stunning. No, and yeah. that monarch of the first lady of wrestling fit her perfectly. I mean, this was not the Elizabeth from WCW in 96. This woman was somebody different and was a lady and gorgeous. You know what? You know, See, I would, I, I would think that the, like, the Miss Elizabeth of 96 probably would suck some tunny dick. Uh, she might have done it to Bischoff. I mean, that was the storyline for a little while. But no, like, what perfect heat for Bad News Brown. Right? Except they like, oh, Miss Elizabeth is not fucking pure. Like, right. she's... They're like, like, of course, those fans are like, fuck you. And, but just, but, you. just as a side note, I wanted to say there was one thing lacking from this interview that I was kind of sad about. Okay. It was Bad News Brown, and it was the fact that in this, in this interview, he did not use my favorite of his insults of the fans. Which is? I like it when he, I like it when he called the fans... Beer-bellied sharecroppers. Um, I always that enjoyed that. He didn't use it. He didn't use that line in this promo, but probably because it was on NBC and not USA. But right, yeah. And his lack of footage of Miss Elizabeth <laughs> getting funny with Tony, fucking <laughs> Jack Tony Scott. <laughs> But uh, no, he was he he delivered a promo that I, I, you know, that promo could never be delivered today. Forget about what he said about Elizabeth. But in general, he was as racist as they come, and Can it I, was great to watch that back because Aaron, I don't think MVP could pull that off right now. Aaron asked a question earlier in the show and I about uh, the the commentary teams, and I want I want to go around the horn and ask mm-hmm. you guys. And I know that it probably didn't – one of the reasons it didn't work out was because of the story that they built with Hogan and Savage. Right. But I want to know general consensus in this time frame. Do you guys think it sucks that Bad News did not get a run with the title? 
Um, I don't think he would have fit well with the title because of I, what was going on. Well, and that's um, what I'm saying. I know that he got, he kind of got, because he was promised a title shot, a title reign. And that's one of the reasons he got pissed and left. Right. And at this time, I know that's why it didn't work out for him because he was he was working program with Savage. He was the guy working the, working around the horn with Savage, and right. I think bad news. I would have rather seen I would I would have rather seen bad news Brown as the Intercontinental Champion. I right. would have loved a bad news Brown WWF title reign, even if it was six six to eight months. I would have loved to see a bad news. I, I think I at this time, as good as he was on the mic. As effective as he was in the ring, that guy exudes heel WWF champion. No, he he, he I, it, for me nowadays, yeah, I think he could have made a great champion back then, but I just don't think that they would have passed over Hogan. Like I, oh, I no. could have seen, yeah. I could have seen Hogan being the one taking the title off of him eventually, but I don't think they would have passed over Hogan to give bad news and then let bad news let Hogan beat him. It just wouldn't have worked out that way, right? So. I just wanted to get a feel, see if you guys thought what I thought. Kyle, you still here, buddy? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, but no, I, and here's the thing, too. Hogan and Bad News, for what it was, because, I mean, they were on outside of the ring like for 20 minutes in this match. <laughs> it mm-hmm. wasn't a bad match. When Bad News leaves and goes to bring that shovel... And, that was stupid in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but seeing Hogan stop the ref from counting and not wanting to win by count out, stupid. I mean, that added to the drama of the match. I, I put the bad news Brown going back, bringing out a shovel was fucking stupid <laughs> and ruined this entire match for me. Well, we, we've we we've come a little too far here. I wanted, A couple comments I wanted to have pre-match. Oh, you're still going ahead. back Go to ahead. Liz sucking dick? No, I, I'm going to. I, I, I. Throughout this whole show, because of the seriousness of everything, uh, I have to give respect to Hogan in this show because he showed a. If you notice, he showed a much less cartoony, yes, vibe in this show and a much more serious vibe in this show. Yes, I want to kick somebody's ass. And <laughs> the other thing I noticed. Because instead of saying, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, during his interview, he, he said, shut, shut up, up, Mean Gene. Yep, shut up. And uh, just a side note, this must have been the height of the steroid use because Hogan was at his puffiest oh, <laughs> during yes. this time. Even his head. Even his head. Yeah. That's yeah. why he was mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the one thing that I... Shut up, Mean Gene. Shut up, Mean Gene. And Gene was settled down with the roid rage. (laughs) I don't want you to hang me with your weight equipment. (laughs) Please don't hit me with your helmet that has a fist on it. (laughs) No, the thing that I... Go ahead, Kyle. I know it's a spot (laughs) for, for, for wrestling and for the fans, but like... Has anybody ever fucking believed that when somebody's on the outside of the ring and you pull the top rope, that it would honestly make somebody flip back into the fucking ring? <laughs> well, uh, no. It's no. springy, brother. <laughs> Those have fucking ever, ropes were not fucking springy. Have you ever touched <laughs> a wrestling ring? They're not springy. Not one bit. The thing that I found odd was Macho was Hogan questioning why Macho Man wasn't more upset about Liz being called a whore. 
You know what I mean? He's like, and how? Why is the Macho Man talking to, about Bad News Brown? And this, I'm like, dude, he thought you had lust in your eyes. He does. He knows she's not pure. He's not going to battle for her honor. He just wants her in his in his corner. Yeah, it's like you already. He already knows you put it in her butt. <laughs> Brother, Paul oh, oh, put it in her butt. But Eric Belan like, I have decided that through this entire show, her name is Mistress Elizabeth. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So the the result of this match, quite interesting because it's not your normal Hulk Hogan finish. No. You know, it, 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 it's... They actually... It like, they, a, like a knee... Yeah, that, like they actually worked more Bad News' style match than Hogan's style match, right. which... And and I know Aaron Aaron has said numerous times. You said your favorite Hogan match is the match with Harley Race. Yeah, and it's a good match. It is, and it is because they did not work a Hogan WWF late eighties style match. They worked a Harley Race style match, and that's why I actually gave this match like three and a half stars because I, I thought I, I thought. And I know we talked about the shovel thing that was kind of goofy, but I thought overall stupid. It was a. I thought overall this was a good match. I mean, Bad News no, even was, got to cut a promo on Hogan in the middle of the match. You know, I, the, I thought this reason, was. Well yeah, he went back to get his stupid shovel. The reason that I liked this match, and I agree with you, Nate, is that it got Hogan over as not just a cartoon, not just a mm-hmm. baby face. Jesse Ventura says it throughout the show up until this match, Bad News Brown is a street fighter. So it was Hulk Hogan lowering himself to a street fighter rather than the blue chipper that Hulk Hogan was supposed to be. I'd you know, rather that. see Hogan come out with the shovel. Well, that's because he was going to bear but, him, but yeah. But that's what I was going to say, too, to that point, is that it not only got Hogan's, you know, going into WrestleMania five attitude over, but because they, they wrestled Bad News-style match, it didn't diminish Bad News to another, like, Guy right. job in the Hogan. It, it right. kept he never did no, anything with the fucking shovel. No, well, that's because it's the WWF in the eighties, and I mean it's NBC. Right. And Hogan. I know Aaron it should have been. All right, stop Hogan. yelling. Hogan. <laughs> Aaron's pouting right now. Hogan. <laughs> Bad news goes to hit Hogan with a shovel. Aaron is laughing right now. He didn't try to hit Hogan with the shovel. (laughs) He didn't even use it. He goes to hit him with the chair. Hogan stops the chair and then hits Bad News with it, but Bad News is still holding it. And the referee looks around like, is this supposed to be a DQ? Or maybe he hit himself with the chair. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. The goddamn (laughs) shovel was stupid. It was cool looking, Aaron. But they didn't do anything with it. But what it's was 19, he supposed to do? It's Top also 1989 WWF. What do you want? Right. God damn it. So now we have Mean Gene Okerlund interviewing the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase with Ted showing us that beautiful Million Dollar Belt. And the vignettes leading up to that were phenomenal of him going to that jewelry store and ordering yes. it. And when they finally, and he's with meat sauce. Yep. When they finally have it done, and he looks at it, and it's like glowing on his face. I swear to God, guys, Quentin Tarantino's a WWF fan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because when they, when when Sam Jackson and and John Travolta finally look at what's in that, yeah, what's in that bag. I mean, that's that's the the reveal of the million dollar belt 
to a T. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, but anyway, um, and good... Blue Blaze, Blue Blazer got an interview on this show, yes, and I did. don't remember a lot of times where Owen is the Blue the Blazer 80s, got a lot of interviews. I don't think that happened in the eighties, except for this one time during Saturday Night's main event. Mm-hmm. So in the night in the late nineties, when he went back to being it, yeah, they gave him an interview, but not not before then. And, and as he actually it re- cut a decent, decent promo. And as everyone can possibly imagine, I mean, even though it was only about a four-minute match, Ted DiBiase and Owen Hart awesome. have a fantastic match. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ted, Ted DiBiase is, is easily one of the... Okay, he's, he's easily one of the best five heels in the business ever. Oh, definitely. For a number of reasons... Not only did he just exude that gimmick and and go full bore with it and et cetera, but there are a few heels in the category in the air of like a Flair or a DiBiase or a Harley yep. Race that gave more to their opponent regardless of their opponent's status oh, yeah. on the card. Um DiBiase gives a lot to Owen here. And the biz- biggest example of that t- for me is um I think it's is it Survivor Series ninety where the Survivor match comes down to Bret Hart and Ted DiBiase and yeah. they literally at the end of that match that Survivor match have like this amazing six minute wrestling match. It's basically what he does with the Blue Blazer here. Yeah, he get he yeah. gives he gives that guy he just sells for the Blazer here like he's fucking. Ricky Steamboat or somebody, right. but and I then, 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 then he has the power hard. slam out of nowhere and pins him. Yep, it's that, great. that was the one thing that blew my mind. I don't remember a time seeing Ted win a match without the million dollar dream. Mm-hmm. So it was like, wow, what a finish! Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. very good match. Um, there's not and a then, lot to. Oh, go ahead, Aaron. No, go ahead. Say what you're saying. I was just going to say there's not a lot of not a lot more to elaborate on here either, other than. Um, DiBiase looks good coming out of the match, and so does Owen. It was the best match on the card, in my opinion. Yep. Well, uh, it's a tie. The, it might be a tie. Match, the tag match was yeah, it was a, the, the match coming out is great. Um, something that I shouldn't say puzzled me, but is stupid, in my opinion. And it's and when I say it's stupid, it's because like, oh, why? When I see something, and I'm just like, oh man, I think this way. Um, the commercial is for Burger King, mm-hmm. okay? And Burger King goes, "We do it like you do it." <laughs> why should I go to Burger King? Yeah, why the <laughs> fuck do I need right. you then, Burger right. King? Right, I'll make my own cheeseburger. In my notes, it goes, Burger King, we do it like you do it. Well, why the fuck do I need you, Burger King? You're just going to make my goddamn sandwich the way I'd make my goddamn sandwich. Why the fuck do I need you? That's good. <laughs> so fuck you, Burger King. Enjoy your Ryan. Have it your way. Have it your way. <laughs> <laughs> fuck 
Papa. No, that's McDonald's. No, that's McDonald's, Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle got into it. (laughs) But we do it like you do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm probably the only guy that was like watching this show being like, what the fuck, Burger King? (laughs) But that's how I felt. That guy, that guy got fired from the marketing department shortly thereafter. So now we get Mean Gene on the stage. I miss the stage interviews, guys. Yes, with I do too. Mistress Elizabeth. With Mistress Elizabeth, who gives she's had a she had a wardrobe change too. Yes, the, and she the gives dress from earlier was not good to get an interview with. Now. She gives possibly the vaguest promo oh, <laughs> in Jesus. wrestling history here. Oh Jesus! Like, yes, I wish I didn't have to make this decision. This is the decision I wish I didn't have to make. <laughs> no. 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 What, what, what? The only reveal that could have been better here is if she's like, actually, I'm into Bad News Brown. <laughs> I like that big black cock. Listen, everything that Bad News has been saying is true. I'm with Jack Tunney now. <laughs> I like that. I like that medium-sized Canadian cock, <laughs> or or full heel turn. I'm with Ric Flair. Wait, he's not with the company. He didn't work happen. here. That'll three years. Wait for it. <laughs> no, that was the whole thing. You argue. I understand. It was it was a great build up to the reveal. But then the reveal is, I'm not going to be in either of their corner. Mm-hmm. So thanks for wasting our time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand they were trying to add intrigue to the pay-per-view. Right. But, right. yeah, overall, unsatisfactory um, reveal here by Elizabeth on Saturday Night's Main Event. Then we get Savage out, Hogan out. Um, again, Savage like is I- wearing a crazy outfit, which I wish I could make that custom, but there's too many colors going on. <laughs> Um, and like I alluded to earlier, Hogan very much, very much selling this main event because he is so much more serious yes. than he was about a lot of the stuff he was in the 80s and 90s. Uh, very less cartoony, very more confrontational and, and an actual Hogan's fighter situation. Hmm. Hogan's the dick in this situation. Oh, definitely. Well, 1980s Hulk Hogan in the WWF in reality, most of the time was the heel, even though he was the baby face. Like right. in most situations, he was the dick. Well, <laughs> it's right. crazy. I'm, I was watching a show recently on YouTube. I've talked about it before. It's called reliving the war. And this gentleman in the UK watches Monday night Raw and nitro at the same time mm-hmm. during an episode this week. Uh, it's Arn Anderson versus Hulk Hogan from WCW mm-hmm. nitro. And Hogan is choking uh, Arn Anderson with his coat. And Bobby Heenan says on commentary, if Arn Anderson was doing this, you guys would be axing for his head on a silver platter. But because it's Hulk Hogan, it's okay. Right. And I went, wow, that really is how he was booked his whole career. Mm-hmm. He could be the shit-eating heel and not have to be worried about getting booed because it was say your prayers and, and eat your vitamins. But everybody else was a heel because they were going up against him. Exactly. Like, through this whole thing, Hulk Hogan is like, call, call, he's like, call, holding fucking Randy Savage through this whole thing. Right. He's like, hey, yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick your old lady up and fucking, right. 
thumbbanger in her and butt. Then, Why Aaron, you watch? Why is it going to be in the butt? <laughs> <laughs> because Elizabeth was classy, so you imagine the worst possible scenario. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, like, to like, me, Elizabeth is like, hey, Randy Savage always put it in the P, but Hogan put it in the B. I'm going to give you the future ricochet, brother. Yeah. Kyle, what were you saying? That's because fucking Hulk Hogan likes regular vaginal intercourse, and Hulk Hogan <laughs> or Terry Balea likes butt play. So, <laughs> Jesus, he likes, it, he likes it tighter. <laughs> Yeah, no, but but are you mentioned uh, I mean, was doing what he was doing with Elizabeth. Nine years later, it turned out to be true. <laughs> when he was the yeah. NWO, he had Elizabeth was torturing Randy Savage. All he was missing from saying was, "Brother, I did have lust in my eyes at WrestleMania 5. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, he's like, "I tossed that salad, man." That's all you need to tell her. <laughs> uh, like, oh Hogan, she liked my Fu Manchu, brother. <laughs> <laughs> she said my bold spot was better than yours, Randy. It tickled her. It tickled her bung. <sighs> Another guy in this show that is, um, I love the lead up to WrestleMania Five here because two of my favorite '80s WWF characters take kind of a different turn and that's it's Hogan like I said he's more serious in this show and another guy that's a lot more serious he's in this show is Bobby Heenan in the butt <laughs> well uh, Jesse Ventura mentioned well Vic, Vince McMahon mentions it at the beginning of the show Bobby Heenan is in three of the matches tonight yes and his family he, was huge he's got much more an intense and less comedic attitude in this show well, of course, and and it's great. It's a great ad. It's a great um, psychology to have to build to the pay per view. Um, we get Bobby Tully and Arn with a promo. We get the Rockers Which, with a promo. I'd like to say something here. What they are doing in AEW right now with Tully and FTR. When I saw Bobby with the Brainbusters, it reminded it was like wow. It was like deja vu because uh, it, Tully is it's the spitting image of what Bobby was doing with them on Saturday Night Main Event. And it's true, you but that, that is unfortunately, and I was going to make this point, the only similarity here. Well, true. Well, um, I, because I, this match, uh, this was, match. Can I, much, can I say something real quick? Sure. And it, it, it's, it's no point. Like, it makes no point on anything. It's just a comment. Shawn Michaels knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you if you understand what I'm saying, like this guy knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, say what you want to say about the fucking Undertaker, okay? Who's fantastic? Say what you want to say about any of these guys, which fucking, and, 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 and I'll even put Brett in this too, but like Shawn Michaels and Brett Hart know everybody. And, and I'll even say this. And, 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 and more, even more though than, even more so than Brett Hart, Shawn Michaels, like if you could crack Shawn Michaels' mind open and just ask him about, Everybody in professional wrestling, he'd be able to tell you. He's worked with everybody. 
everybody. And what I want to say about what I want to say about that is, and and why he is my second favorite wrestler ever, um, right behind Savage. I, I, honest to God, honest to God, and Aaron, I know, I know, Flair's your guy. Have you ever seen a bad Shawn Michaels match? Yes, I can think of really. I can't. Vader. No, it it still wasn't bad. It wasn't great though. He was petulant. He was petulant during the finish part, but during the meat of the match, he sold for that guy like nobody in the world could sell for that guy. True, but. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Vader versus Sting. I'll give it. I'll say that HBK versus Vader was its own animal. But I just it's not that I feel Sean has bad matches. There are just a couple of that I, I wish he would have not been so brutish and and antagonistic towards his opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, in real life, you know the way he kicks Vader in the head, or the way that he you know would mankind. You know, it just if you're not mel- melding with somebody, maybe like, Vader should have been. Uh, yeah, Vader was a monster. He should have been made out to be a monster. Wasn't his fault. But I'll say, but when you look at when you look at uh, WrestleMania 11 and that horrible fucking power bomb that he takes. All right, <clears throat> I'm kind of playing Aaron right now because I'm being an ant- antagonist. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I've never been antagonistic to anybody. <laughs> I'm gonna just completely skip over that, Kyle. Not to be contentious, maybe to be contentious. I'm going back to March of '95. I think it was March 31st of 1995. Yeah. I've got seven foot tall. He's got a lot of charisma, but fuck is he clunky, Diesel. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash. He's my world champion. I've decided to put the rocket on this guy. There is not a worker on the planet on March 31st, 1995, that is going to give me a better match with this motherfucker than Shawn Michaels. No, Shawn true. Michaels went out there. Shawn Michaels went out there, and he right? made kind of. Kevin Nash a world champion that night. This is now. True. Yes, but, Kevin. Kevin will admit. Yeah, Shawn fucked me around on that pile or that power bomb, the fucking dickhead. But overall, I'm talking about the whole match, the meat of that match. That's the best match of 1995. That's better than than Sean and Razor at SummerSlam in 95. And that was Sean literally working around Kevin Nash. Let's be honest. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying he is he might not be the greatest of all time, but I don't know if there's a guy. It's like Vince Oh, I'm I'm not saying Sean isn't the greatest it, of all time. You know I mean, how I am, but it's like Vince said. Vince said Sean would fight me till the minute he went out that curtain, but the minute he went out that curtain, he would do exactly what the fuck I wanted him to do. Right. And I'm not saying I'm not saying at all that like Sean is not one of the best of all times. I'm saying that when you look at 
his body of work, even if it is the very end of the match. The fact is, in like what Archie had said earlier with the whole Vader thing, like he allowed his bullshit to ruin matches. Like, look at right. what it didn't the- ruin the match. It ruined a part of the match. Yeah, but, but it's like, I, that's the part that people remember is him spazzing out that, on Vader. That's the part that people remember in 2020 when when shoot interviews have been stated and Jim Cornette's told the story. And But in 1996, when I watched that Vader-Shawn Michaels match, I didn't notice that. Well, right. We didn't as fans, but... And that that's my point. And that's where, yeah. like, when I started off, when I said, Aaron, I know you love Flair... I think that the reason that I rank Sean above Flair is I think that so many more times in his career, and this is not even remotely disparaging Flair. See, Nate, but, you, but so, you, can, so, you can disparage Flair all you want. Because I'm not going to. I, I, I like Ric Flair, but Ric Flair's, Flair's not even my favorite wrestler. Sean Michaels would go out and have – if Shawn Michaels was wrestling Diesel, okay, guy, and I know we're going off topic, and uh, no. fuck it, it's my show. I'll do what I it's want. WrestleMania, show, exactly. WrestleMania 11, I would have rather seen, and I liked Shawn and Diesel. That match was amazing. It, it was amazing. It's the best match of 1995. I, I, eh, I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch 1995 WrestleMania 11. I'd rather watch Sean and, or not Sean, but I'd rather watch Diesel and Brett. That's cool. Um, I think that I think that Sean, and again, I'm talking about the match in the moment. That that what Sean did for Kevin in that match was what needed to be done for Kevin in that match. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and I love Ric Flair. Uh, we're going to do our our greatest professional wrestlers of all time very shortly here in the show, and Flair's in my list. And quite frankly, Sean isn't. Okay. What? No, he's I, not. And again, this isn't favorites. This is I'm thinking bell to bell, but and that's a whole other topic. That's going to be a long ass fucking show because we're going to debate the shit out of that. Yeah, I'm thinking about taking a week off of work. So, but <laughs> but <laughs> Flair. Always had a Ric Flair match. Shawn Michaels is the ultimate chameleon. Shawn Michaels never had a Shawn Michaels match. Shawn Michaels always had a match where it's Shawn Michaels and this other guy. And that's where I contest. And it's the same with Savage. I contest Savage and Shawn are the two greatest of all time. In my opinion, they're <laughs> neither one of them are on this list I'm looking at, guys. Jesus. But because because yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the list I the lists I want us to con- the lists I want us to compile for that episode are non objective. They're literally non objective. They're literally looking at the body of work and etc. But anyway, God, we got off on a tangent. Let's get back to Saturday night's main event because <laughs> I've been preaching about Shawn Michaels for ten minutes. This is how tag team wrestling is supposed to look, and that's what I, I was going to say. I agree. I can watch the Brain Busters and the Rockers wrestle every goddamn week. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 
And I'll even say this. I could watch the Brain Busters and the Rockers wrestle anybody every goddamn week because they were able to make their opponents look good and themselves look good without burying anybody in between. And where this match was absolutely perfect was if you if you put this into context, at this time... Now, the Rockers had been in the WWF in 88. They had a very short run, the classic story where Vince said, those are nice, nice boots, they're made for walking. <laughs> and they made him leave, and he fired him. Yep. Yep. At this point, the Rockers had literally maybe a, maybe about six weeks prior come back. Arn and Tully had literally just come in. So you have two brand new teams to the brand. And how better to book this match? Sean and Marty made the Brainbusters look like the amazing heel technical tag team yep. they are and the yep. brainbusters made the rockers look like the new young stallions that they are this match was fucking perfect and i bet you know there was a commercial break in this have match. you ever seen their have you ever seen their two out of three yeah two i have it's on yeah. it's on it's on one of my Shawn michaels dvds yes it's great um, I bet this match was 10 minutes longer than it was on TV. You know, right. they do the thing where they, they kick Bobby out. They kick Bobby right. out and then they take the break. Um, so, I mean, just for just for the seven and a half minutes it ran on TV. This was this was Arn and Tully. OK. Taking. A NWA match. Right. Or an NWA style, whatever, and transplanting it onto WWF. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, yep. They used their formula to a T. Arn and Tully were like, "Hey, this is a match we would have with the Rock and Roll Express." Yep. And we're going to show you WWF motherfuckers. Well. This is what professional wrestling is supposed to look like. See, that rings true to what Bobby Heenan, during the, the interview, Bobby Heenan's talking about the Brainbusters, and Arn Anderson gets the mic and says, Bobby Heenan wanted the absolute best for his tag team in the Heenan family. So he came, he went out and he called me and Tully. That's fucking true. Mm-hmm. If if you're gonna if you want a technical tag team if you want the best you call Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard from '85 to, to '91. You know what I mean? They were the, the end all be all of the tag team divisions, no matter where they worked, and they were interchangeable too because Arn then went on to make a great tag team with Bobby Eaton and with Larry Zbysko and was unfucking believable. And Tully Blanchard came back and was a great <clears throat> singles wrestler on his own as well. And Tully Blanchard came back and said, cocaine. That's a pity. But anyway, yes. Hey, look, in this match doesn't ending, take away from his body of work, though. <laughs> it absolutely does not. And this match ending in a double countout, again, um, where both teams were positioned at the time. Just coming in was a perfect finish. It, it, right. It didn't make anybody look soft. It made them exactly. both, both look like we're so good we don't know how to beat each other yet. And we have all gas bagged about the match except Kyle. Kyle, anything to add about this match? This it, it, it's a shame that this goes on at the very end. I mean, I understand what the way that, you know. <clears throat> 
the Saturday night's main event set up, but I mean, this really should have opened the show. And they should have gotten 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. And I think, I think on a later episode they do. Right. But, I mean, like for the, for that crowd in there, God, can you like I said, I'm, I'm, that? I'm pretty positive watching the body of the match. That was about and a 15 or 20 minute match that they cut yeah, down for TV. Yeah. When they take a break in the middle, I think we got, there was probably more action for the televised or for the non-televised crowd right. in the middle. Um, so my two favorite segments, non in the ring like arena segments in the history of primetime wrestling, number one, everybody's got to pick Wet Weasel, right? Right. I mean, the WWF did a booking masterpiece with that Mister Perfect angle with with Bobby Heenan in '92, heading into the Survivor Series. You know, a quick reaction to Warrior being gone for the umpteenth time or whatever but anyway second favorite to that i and i love the primetime segment they showed on the show it really uh, gets hit he yeah never and, gets and, hit. and yeah and 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 in the weeks after it it's great because bobby's constantly trying to apologize to gorilla yeah, put that right well, here, like, right. <laughs> like bobby is just like terrified the next week he's just like right, i'm gorilla. so sorry like Bobby is like Bobby's like G like Gino. Look, <laughs> I wanted to beat the fuck out of that guy. Yeah, right. That was my entire intention was to beat up Terry Taylor. You got in the way, <laughs> but but we had no intention whatsoever. To have you get hit. I'm truly sorry about that. Right. <laughs> but see, to, Aaron, well, to Aaron's point, the, the episode of Primetime the following week, Brain's sitting down already. In walks Gorilla. He sits down. He looks at Brain. So what's going on, Brain? Like, he was waiting for Bobby. He did this yeah. hard gushing. You know what I mean? He wanted to hear what he had I am, I am extremely sorry about what happened to you. Gorilla finally got his revenge when Bobby was finally fired and Gorilla got to throw him out the door. That was With the toilet paper and the such, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love that segment. No, that was one of the better segments. I just don't understand why we had to have a main event of the Brooklyn Brawler versus the Red Rooster. If you watch, if you watch Saturday Night's main event back then, like Kyle was alluding to earlier, the way... right. The show had to be structured. Um, I think they always put, you know, obviously they always put Hogan right. on early, or your main eventers on early, right? And and then they 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 kind of ended with something. I don't want to I don't demean anybody, but something no. cheap. I know because you, know? It, and, if and you because, fell asleep, you didn't want to miss anything. I exactly. But, yes. But I mean, I would have much rather had Randy Savage sitting in the ring going Elizabeth for like twenty minutes to end the show. Elizabeth, than what we got, you know what I mean? Because that wasn't even a match. So, the Heenan promo cracks me up. Because he's like... I, I found that you're a nobody, but he's a bigger nobody He's than a you. bigger, yeah. I find a, I can always find a bigger and better no, nobody. nobody. <laughs> and Brawler's just sitting there going, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I'll be a nobody, Bobby. <laughs> I got it, Bobby. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> Only time the Brooklyn Brawler ever spoke. <laughs> <laughs> and did anybody else notice the only other thing I want to say about them? Because, I mean, obviously, I mean, we've got Gene, Mean Gene interviewing the Red Rooster and um, etc. But did anybody else notice that? Like Terry Taylor was abnormally stiff. Yes, During, thank you. Like I thought it was his just body, me. like his okay. body language went, is very stiff. No, 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 no. Even well, would you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> All right. During the match, he goes to run after Bobby Heenan, and his arms are glued to the side of his body, and he's yeah. Running with his, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy running like a rooster right now? And What's he, he doing? And, even when he won the match, what? like when he like he pops up and he's got like his arms are like weird, like what? down by his. He's supposed to be a rooster. Yeah, Dude, what a cock! <laughs> I don't right. I don't think anybody went to Terry. You're flailing your arms too much. That's not what a rooster would do. I don't think anybody. <laughs> oh, I'm sure him. somebody did. <laughs> now that somebody now, was Vince McMahon. I don't think we've ever <laughs> or Bruce Richard. Or Bruce Richard. Right? <laughs> I don't think somebody was like, this. "You're being too animated." We've never talked about this. How bad must Terry Taylor have felt? They brought him in and told him, "You're going to be Mister Perfect," <laughs> and then said, "How do you feel about dyeing yeah. your hair red?" See, I don't. I don't think they brought Terry Taylor into the Mr. Perfect. That's what he swears that they told him he was going to be the Kurt Henning. Well, I understand what Perfect. they. I understand what he says. Right, but I'm saying in in, in his delusional world, you went from you're going to catch a, a a towel behind your back. You're going to throw yourself a football touchdown pass. You're going to make a three pointer. You're going to hit a home run with Wade Boggs. But then a month later, before you debut, dye your hair red and put on this sparkly jacket. <laughs> because we found, because we've signed Kurt motherfucking Henning, who's better than you and everybody else on the roster right now. Yes, you know, I mean, but yeah, that was uh, super awkward for uh, <laughs> for Mister Mister Taylor there, but. Uh, okay. Like I said, my only complaint about the whole show was how many non-finishes there were. The only match we got an actual finish to was Ted DiBiase versus the Blue Blazer. Everything and else then, seemed like a disqualification or a countout. And then at the end of it, Randy Savage just loses his mind in a yeah. fucking bathroom. Yeah, you can <laughs> tell it was in a dressing room. You see the sinks, you see the men's toilet doors. He just like, loses his mind in a shitter. He's like, why is he in a shitter? He was constipated from all the coke he was doing. <laughs> like, why does the Macho Man have to be in a bathroom? Because well, that was supposed to be his dressing room. It was a shitter. Oh, yeah, I know that. You know that. You know. It's not like it is now where they just make a two, uh, you know, a petition around a small little area and it's, oh, that's their dressing room, you know. But and that yeah, was the, like, that was the end of the show. And I want to say, Archie, good pull on this show. This is, this was a good show to go back and watch. I, you said Saturday night's main event and I knew I didn't want to go to like the, the newer ones that they've done recently in the last few years. And I looked at the different cards and I was like, this one is stacked. We get Hogan, Savage, Bad News Brown, The Rockers, Tully Blanchard, and Art Anderson. Why not? Why not? Absolutely. 
Randy Savage blows ass in the fucking <laughs> Elizabeth shitter oh. at the end. <laughs> Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> 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 I just brown into the stall with, with him. I told you she was messing with Tony. I got a, I got a bad news brown. <laughs> I was just about to say much poking out some somebody's bacon brownies. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody's bacon bad news brownies. Now, now, Nate, we have a guy who does Savage Sundays and does a Savage impression. You just blew him out of the water. Mm-hmm. You, oh, why? Why have you never done your savage impression, Nate? Maybe I'm not an attention hog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like maybe it's not a thing. <laughs> it's cosmic. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's one of the funniest things Savage ever did? And it's it's it, it's not Savage. It's McMahon. Mm-hmm. It's unintentional. He doesn't even realize he's SummerSlam '94. Aaron and I have discussed this before. It's the thing in the ring. Yeah. So, so Hogan, you know, it, it was that time where where Vince was trying to diminish Savage as a wrestler. So he's got him as like the master of fucking ceremonies or whatever. So you know, it's SummerSlam '94. We're in Chicago. It's the first show in the new arena. We're gonna do the thing in We're the gonna, ring. Savage comes to the ring. And he tells McMahon, because McMahon's like, here's the master of ceremonies for SummerSlam, the Macho Man. Macho Man comes past Savage and or comes past McMahon and Lawler and he goes, Vince McMahon, I'm gonna go do the thing in the yeah, ring. ring. Yeah. Vince McMahon goes, I'm gonna do the yeah, Macho Man's going up there to do the thing in the thing. Yeah, the thing. The thing in the in thing. The thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, slip of the thing. All right, so the thing. this is our podcast, so I could ask you guys mm-hmm. a question and get your real opinion. Kyle's internet shit the bed, so yes, it did. Um, the whole taboo subject of did Macho Man sleep with a young Stephanie McMahon? Not young, but like in her. Early twenties. Okay. Do we? I just turned forty-five. Yeah. Didn't she? Yeah. So she would have been about nineteen or twenty years old when all that went on. He didn't fuck her. She was. She was too old for Memphis people. (laughs) We're not talking about the seesaws in Memphis, Jerry. Um, Randy was a Memphis guy. She was too old. I think I. There are a lot of conspiracy theories in wrestling. Right, right. And wrestling is, at its root, fake. Right. Fixed. Right. Um, when a when somebody does a shoot interview, whether it's Kevin Nash, Abdullah the Butcher, uh, fucking, I mean, obviously Hulk Hogan, whether we think it's real or not, even me and Aaron, when we sit down with Chad Austin, our buddy. Right. Every single week, there's a 50-50 chance he is working us on everything he says. Right. Because they're wrestlers, and that's what they do. Of course. They have to defy Mr. Def, you know, defy the odds that you believe what they're saying. Why do I believe, maybe not that Randy Savage banged Stephanie McMahon. I think she came on to him, in all honesty. And that could be, too. 
But why do I believe there is substance to the Randy Savage, Stephanie McMahon story? And here's why. <clears throat> Bruno Sammartino went on Phil Donahue. Right. Went in every newspaper in the country. Yep. Went on every news channel in the country and said, Vince McMahon should be killed. <laughs> yep. He made a wrestling into a cartoon. He's two a time. Fuck. He's a fucking two, a fucker. Uh, two times. Yeah, he's a two fucking time. a fucker. He's a fucking a fucker, right. okay? All right. Hall of Fame while he's alive. Yep. Hulk Hogan. Steroid trial. Went, went before the grand jury. Yep. Testified against Vince McMahon. And... Then went to Vince McMahon's number one competition and said, we're going to put this motherfucker out of business. Randy Savage stayed with Vince McMahon when audiences were at their very lowest. Ratings were at their very lowest. Their show was emanating from arenas that looked like they were in a goddamn boiler room. Yep. Because he was getting that sweet, sweet young thing. <laughs> Randy Savage was more loyal to Vince McMahon than anybody but Triple H. Uh, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker as well. No, yeah. Shawn Michaels dicked Vince McMahon around well, every sure, single but... day. All right, I'll give you Undertaker. Undertaker and Triple H, other than Taker and Trips, right? Randy po- pre 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 right. yeah pre Vince being a monopoly. Are you saying than- Undertaker fucked a young Stephanie McMahon? No, no. no listen no, no, to no, my no, point. No. Listen, listen. Pre like, dong. Pre dong. Are you done? <laughs> pre Vince. Pre Vince owns everything. Other than Undertaker and Triple H, other than Savage, who's more loyal? No, I and, agree. And not a pain in the ass. Right. I'm taking a long time to make this point, but Archie... I was going to say Pat Patterson, no, but he was a pain in the ass for some people. Definitely. No, they were a no, pain I, in his ass, and he liked it. But right. Well, I was just saying, he put his P in their B. You're, you're, you're muddying up the waters. <laughs> he was muttering... He was mudding up their waters, too. Yes, something happened with Randy Savage and Stephanie McMahon because there's no other reason right. for his treatment. There's and, no other reason for his and treatment. If look back at the Hall of Fame induction when, when Lanny Poffo, Randy's brother, uh, inducted yeah, him. Maybe he showed her his dick. He says that. Life is too short, and we need to let go of hostilities. I think that was directed towards Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he meant that you, you're still you're still mad at my brother. Which again, I don't think that it had anything to do with Macho Man bothering Stephanie. I think Stephanie came on to Macho Man, um, and and I I don't I don't even I don't even necessarily want to say and well, Man came, came on Linda. <laughs> I don't even necessarily want to say that that anything happened. I love I love for the fact that after Aaron made that comment, he turned and looked at your screen 
And it looked like he was, even though your screen is black, it looked like he was looking at you for a reaction, and you weren't there. Complete silence. I don't. I don't think the Macho Man fucked Stephanie McMahon. No, I don't think that there was anything sexual, but I do think that she was trying to to do something with him. He maybe said no, and who he might even have went to Vince and said, "Hey, your daughter, look, brother, your daughter is coming on to me and trying to snap into my slim jam." Right. <laughs> And Vince is like, you know what, Randy? I think we have to let you go to WCW. <laughs> and Randy's like, that's fine. I'll take Slim Jim with me, bitch. There, there was. I, I, I don't know. And I don't even know if I. I don't even know if I subscribe to that, Archie. I don't even know if it was Stephanie being the instigator. In that, I don't know if. I, I really think that something happened. Whether whether. I, I won't elaborate on that all that, but something was there. There right. for everything that all these other guys did to Vince over right. the years. The Warriors, this, the ultimate the, warrior. Yeah. This is the one guy that we're not gonna induct him until he dies. Right. Right. Until after he's dead. Oh, something we fucking happened. Daddy, we didn't even do it the year that he died. We made him wait no. years after he died. Anybody that thinks something uh, didn't happen is <laughs> fucking stupid because the evidence proves everything to the contrary. Right. Everything to the contrary. I have a feeling that Nate thinks that the macho man raped Vince McMahon. No, <laughs> I, if it's not Stephanie, this is like we can't let him in the hall of the fame. We can't let him in the hall of fame. Why, Vince? The guy raped me. He <laughs> raped me. Show us on the Macho Man, buddy, where the man. Tried to <laughs> he was a genetic jackhammer. <laughs> no, if it was I, I, tried, I tried to tell him, I tried to tell him, you can't work with Crush, and he was like. Argh. Eat the pillow, Vince. <laughs> if it wasn't Stephanie coming on to Macho Man or Macho Man coming on to Stephanie, um, then I think somebody might have tried. Then to somebody was coming on Vince. <laughs> and it was probably the Macho Man. I no, think the but, Macho Man raped Vince McMahon. Look what you did, Mitchell. Look what you fucking did, Mitchell. Well, then you need to pack me up and send me I'm going to write a story oh, God. that the Macho Man Randy Savage... Raped Vince McMahon. When you finish it, come on 60 Minutes or Less, and I'll gladly let you say it. Oh, I'll tell you the entire story. <laughs> Stay tuned. No, if, if Macho Man <laughs> or Stephanie didn't initiate, initiate it, someone stooged Randy out to make it look like it was happening to get him fired. I don't know who. But there was reasons that somebody wanted Randy out of WWE. It was Bushwhacker Luke. Yes, I think I think Bush <laughs> I think Bushwhacker Luke witnessed the Macho Man Randy Savage, and he was like, like "Whoa, <laughs> whoa!" Like, <laughs> like and then and then Bush he, he walked, Bush he came walked, and it was like, two. "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> Aaron can't even say a sentence. I think Bushwhacker Luke <laughs> smells like in. smells like sardines in here, mate. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Bushwhacker Luke 
walked into the kayfabe lounge <laughs> and found the, the, the macho lounge? man Randy Savage forcibly butt fucking Vince McMahon and was Whoa. like Whoa. and Bush was like no <laughs> Pat Patterson and then they were like, yeah. Randy was like, I had lusted my eyes, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the only reason Vince McMahon wouldn't let Macho Man in the Hall of Fame is because he bucked. (laughs) All right, so we have to rename the show Murder. No, Kill Yourself, Jody Ryan. Rape <laughs> featuring Saturday Night's <laughs> featuring Night's Saturday Night's main <laughs> event. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nate, I guarantee you, David Gold will listen to this episode, message you after it, and be like, Did you really have to talk about the bushwhackers? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What the what fuck? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Are the bushwhackers even still alive? Uh, yes, one yes. Of, uh, the one that we had on Bushwhacker Luke is healthy and fine. Butch is in New Zealand and not doing too well because no. of what he witnessed. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's he's lived he's lived with that too long. Yes. He he can't even hold it in anymore. No, <laughs> but apparently neither could Vince. So we'll get we, off whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right, we've, hit, mate, we've hit a bad path. In the, we have. We are going to sign off, mate. <laughs> watching the the McMayonnaise. <laughs> Oh my God! We Plus, I did not need to see that, up, mate. We've, we've all officially won up each other tonight. <laughs> the uh, I missed you guys, though. I missed you guys. When he was it done was... with it, when he was done with it, mate, I, I didn't think he wanted to do it, and I, and I looked at him, and I looked at him, and we looked at it in our eyes, and it was just much of sadness. Uh, well, did. Both, Why did you both, ruin it? <laughs> we both we both agreed never to lick Randy or Vince's heads after that ever again. <laughs> and then we just threw our little mate Jameson in there and left. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Did I do that? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Well, this descended quickly. <laughs> Thanks for asking a serious question, Archie, because it's never yes, going to get answered seriously around never, here. Never, I was so, expecting Macho that, Man, Great Vince Man, <laughs> the Bushwhackers, Vincent, were involved. And then Jameson <laughs> laid around in the fucking whatever birth. <laughs> and after everything was done. Bobby Heenan said, get your shoe, dummy. (laughs) 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 Ladies and gentlemen, goodbye, everybody. Next week, we're reviewing Judgment Day 2002. I don't know if we're going to top this shit. No, we definitely ain't. We'll see you next We'll see you next week on the We Can't Wrestle Podcast.
dig it. 